Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Springsteen's mother died. Oh, no. So now you have something else in common. <laughs> Slowly but surely. I've never been more set. You, you ready? Dial in. Oh, E flat. Nope. They changed course on me. <laughs> Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School, brought to you by Masterclass. I'm Matt Donnelly, and today we are broadcasting from Show Creator Studios South. This week, the only person who has more prep than both Super Bowl coaches is Penn and Teller. So much to do for the Super Bowl week coming up, uh, as well as a discussion of See You Next Tuesday on tap. Here he is preaching the love, Penn Gillette. Brought to you by... Masterclass. Yeah! Masterclass. We're going to... Ow! Damn it. Masterclass. If you're going to be doing... If you're, I'll give you a little masterclass right here. Yeah. If you're going to be doing a masterclass advertisement for, for masterclass, yeah. be careful not to use the side of your little finger. Oh. I mean, I, I remember that uh, Jerry Lee Lewis kind of used his thumb. Yeah. That yeah, seems yeah. bad too. Masterclass. Anyway, you should know all about masterclass. We're going to tell you more. But it's lifelong learning. Yeah. I think I just did a Trump hand gesture. Look at Life, you. Lifelong learning. It's important. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an actual, an annual, actual annual membership. Both are true. At masterclass.com slash pen. Pen. Yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm going to have to give you a waterfall keyboard. Yeah. What's that mean? Let's talk about Matt's got. Ah. The keys are cut so that your fingers don't hurt. Yeah, I, my pinky. Look at my pinky. All day I long. See, see. All day long. Now they're cut to be to do a waterfall. They they're called waterfall because it looks like a dead drop instead of having that little bump on the end. I see. I see. And why do they? Uh, did Jerry Lee? Jerry Lee Lewis played a regular grand piano, right? It's for Hammond organs. Ah, last I checked, Jerry Lee Lewis played whatever the fuck he wanted. Uh, exactly. Exactly. I, and I'm not mm-hmm. one. To tell Jerry Lee Lewis no. how to play piano. I have a lot of faults, Matt Donnelly. Yes. I have a lot of faults. Am I, I supposed need, to jump in here and be like, no. No, you can jump in with yes. You, <laughs> could, you could start listing them and you, you wouldn't live long enough to be done. I mean, if you took time out for meals and sleeping. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you didn't take time out for that, well, you'd be dead sooner. Right. But I don't think I've ever told Jerry Lee Lewis how to play piano. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't even think behind his back. Who was the guy who got murdered by the mob? Everybody. Uh, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Uh, the singer. Anyways, the, Jerry Lee Lewis is oh, probably- Oh, you mean Bobby Fuller. Bobby Fuller. Jerry Lee Lewis is probably capable of dating a mafia person's the, girlfriend. The mob comes to Jerry Lee Lewis yeah. and says, is it okay <laughs> if we run the restaurant while you're playing here? 
did Jerry Lewis just die or no? He died. Uh, he died. Okay. Dead. He's dead. So we can talk about Jerry Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never met Jerry Lee. I saw him on stage. Right. And I think I told you what Teller said when he came out on stage. Teller said, I would not argue with that man about a parking space. <laughs> <laughs> because they always, uh, you know, there's a bunch of productions of Million Dollar Quartet with yeah. a young Jerry Lee Lewis and they always cast some kind of brash young yeah. kind of like, uh, you know, someone just playing the keys there. And then you see him in real life and he was this giant guy yeah. who, who did allegedly straight up murder, right? Got away with murder. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Jerry Lee, what, what's really, um, what really comes across in the 500 songs about Jerry Lee, and I find this uh, horrifying, horrifying. It seems to be that Jerry Lee believed in an actual hell, mm. a real, actual, eternity for all time hell. Mm. It seems like he honestly believed that. Right. Not a symbolic hell, but a real suffering for eternity. And he also believed, it seems firmly, that he was going there for playing rock and roll. So every time he went on stage, he thought, for this, I will be getting lead enemas for all eternity. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Might as well marry a. 15-year-old. I, I, I believe he actually believed that. Right. You know, and I always have trouble with that. I remember once I was on uh, Joy Behar's show. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I remember this. On uh, CNN. How I, could you forget? CNN, I think. And she said, she said, uh, you're often referred to as a hardcore atheist, Penn. What does that mean? Hardcore atheist. That's my Joy Behar. I liked it. I liked it. What does that mean? There's Hardcore. contempt in her question. Always. Every question. Every question. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was doing well. Is that okay? <laughs> anyway, what does that mean, hardcore atheist? Yeah. And I said, I don't think I really believe other people believe. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the depth, I think. Every time it sinks in that other people believe in some sort of lasting eternity. You know, um, I always think about this, the hardcore atheist answer, and I think that there are hardcore heterosexuals out there. <laughs> <laughs> not like they not believe they're gay, they don't believe anyone else can be gay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, I have trouble with that. I, I don't think anybody's really gay or straight or anything. Right. But uh, I, that's very unpopular position right now. Very unpopular. Yeah. Very, you're really supposed to have a sexual identity. It's really a very important thing. More important, I think, than it was in the 50s. I think so, too. It uh, reminds me of your uh, your TSA bit in Penn & Teller when the metal detector sets off the metal detector. And you say, see, they even hate each other. <laughs> I'd forgotten that line. Oh, that's my favorite line. I, I love that. That's my favorite line of the whole routine. Is when you use the metal detector to set off the metal detector. Says, See, they even hate each other. Yeah, a, that is a good line. I like that. <laughs> so uh, here's uh, here's what troubles me. Mm -hmm. The only thing that troubles me. This tro oh, by the way, I was at uh, the Sunset Marquee mm -hmm. in Los Angeles, California. 
mm-hmm. where I stay. It's the rock and roll superstar hotel. That's right. So I will be there and Steven Tyler will walk by, who's not a good name to drop right now. <laughs> Roger Daltrey will walk by. <laughs> of course, with Roger Daltrey, when Steven Tyler walks by, he waves. When Roger Daltrey walks by, he walks over and sits down. And we chat for a while. Oh, that's nice. Making this harder and harder to edit. (laughs) Why is that? Because he was going to just cut out the fact that you mentioned Stephen Tyler entirely. Okay. (laughs) So you stay sometimes at the Sunset Marquee? I always stay at the Sunset Marquee. And sometimes maybe you'll see like someone like Roger Daltrey or something like that? Yeah, I will. I will. You're trying to help. There's nothing wrong with waving to Stephen Tyler, (laughs) goddammit. You're not going to edit that out. I can wave. I will wave to Jeffrey Epstein even after he's dead. Hey, Jeffrey. (laughs) I could wave to I would wave to Charlie Manson, also dead. Hey, Charlie. You would hope Charlie Manson sat down. Yeah, I would. I want to talk a little bit with you, Chuck. I did check that uh, Jerry Lee Lewis is, in fact, dead. Good. Because <laughs> if Jerry Lewis weren't dead, that whole beginning gets cut. The mob, not so much. Well, the, right. And you, you're saying that if I say that the mob would kowtow to Jerry Lee Lewis, the mob might. I'm just telling you, I will kowtow to the mob. That's my point. Yes. No, no. Let me just check, make sure my camera's off. Okay. Okay. Uh, my <laughs> dad continue. told me another gem of a story Good. involving the alleged mafia. Okay. A guy was uh, made by the mob, turned informant, mm-hmm. and then the judge, kind of being um, making a mistake and being a dick, was kind of like, what kind of deal did you cut? What did you do? And basically in open testimony made the guy say all the information he said about the mafia out loud in the courtroom. Uh-huh. And then that made him have to go right into witness protection. Uh-huh. And while he was in witness protection in Las Vegas, he sent postcards to people letting him know he was okay and signing his real name. <laughs> and so then word came in, he died of a heart attack and the pros- and the and the, the defense people who put him in witness protection called the coroner to be like, he died of a heart attack? And he goes, yeah, he died of a heart attack. Only guy I know to lose all of his teeth and then die of a heart attack. <laughs> oh, dear. You know, I'll tell you, I, I got to tell you this, and uh, I kind of find uh, witness protection attractive. <laughs> I mean, I, I know people think how terrible it is, but yeah. it seems kind of nice. Just sit there and type. It is kind of like when you people- you know how well I do witness protection? I can't even follow an NDA. <laughs> I was going to say, you'd send postcards. I'm about to violate one. I'm just telling you that. <laughs> you would send postcards. Mm. I go on TV. Who's <laughs> 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 that? Sammy the Bull. And he's still alive, but he did that. He got plastic surgery to hide from the mob and then went on TV to talk about how he got plastic surgery and hid from the mob. Yeah. 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 There's that great, you know that great Emo Phillips joke? Yeah. Emo Phillips, who I think- and uh, Stephen Banks hangs out with him a lot. Uh, I think is is the, one of the best I've ever encountered at crafting a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just can Legendary. write a joke like you can't believe. He's fabulous. And uh, he said, "I loaned my friend twenty thousand dollars to get plastic surgery. Now I don't know what he looks like." <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, that's a real thing, right? People get plastic surgery to. I mean, Abby, Abby yes, Hoffman well, did. For, for stop, full stop. People get plastic surgery. Right. No, no. But yeah, to uh, Abby Hoffman, that's a great one oh. where he 
screams in a mirror. I'm Abby Hoffman. And that's what you're talking about? No. Tell the story got, you want to tell. He got plastic surgery and had an assumed identity and then still ended up causing like a movement. I'm trying to remember now. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he still ended up doing like this whole wave yeah. where he got like political things done as this new person. Yeah. And someone basically then figured out like, aren't you Abby Hoffman? Because <laughs> you clearly are doing the same thing. Yeah, uh, Ratso. Our buddy do. Ratso yeah. knew Abby Hoffman really well. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Ratso, when they went, uh, when the yippies mm-hmm. went and threw dollar bills over the stock exchange. Yes. Caused chaos by throwing single dollar bills. One dollar bills. Yeah, one dollar bills. Yeah. Throwing them from the from the balcony of the stock exchange actually caused chaos. Yeah. They went to the East Village Other, which was a uh, uh, hippie rag. Yeah. Yippie rag in, uh, in uh, New York. In yeah. the East Village, I assume. They said, we're going to go do this thing. We need a reporter and a photographer. Yeah. And the only person in the office, because it was the East Village Other, was Ratso Sloman, who was 16, and who was there to give people coffee. He'd never really written anything. Ah. And the yippies come in and say, come on, let's go. And he's the one who covered it. Oh, wow. All the journalism you see about that is Ratso Sloman. Oh, that's pretty cool. And that started a uh, lifetime friendship with Abby Hoffman. My friend uh, Chris Gethard, uh, comedian, mm-hmm. uh, went down the zip line here in Fremont Street mm-hmm. and threw one dollar bills. Same effect, still very effective. Mm-hmm. Really made people go nuts. <laughs> really started making people go crazy. It's really, uh, it's a really powerful thing. Yeah, throw money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, we covered right. Yeah, but we, we were we're at we're, your flaw. We need to get back no, to No, no, we, we covered my flaw, okay. fucker. <laughs> we were at the Sunset Marquee. That's right. Where I bump into Alice Waving Cooper. Waving at whoever you wanted. I'll wave at anybody I want. Yeah. I've talked to Alice Cooper there. Yeah. I talked to Billy Gibbons there. Uh, I was there, and uh, it was very funny. I had, I had a meeting with Jason Alexander. Uh-huh. Because there's a play I'm writing, and Jason Alexander wants to direct it. No. I want Jason Alexander to want to direct it. That's a better that's way. A, that's the more accurate. Yeah, more accurate. So I was talking to Jason Alexander and uh, uh, Lewis Black. Yeah. I was sitting having my, uh, well, breakfast for me is, uh, is uh, decaf coffee and a seltzer. Mm-hmm. That's my breakfast. Which brings up another story about someone else I would wave to and someone else that was in the Million Dollar Quartet, huh. Elvis Aaron Presley. Oh. Elvis Aaron Presley was playing Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. In the 70s, when he was alive. Uh, although taking his corpse around would probably have done okay, too. Uh, now more than ever. And a friend of mine had a friend mm-hmm. who was young and working in the kitchen of the hotel that Elvis Aaron Presley was playing. Uh-huh. This hotel did not have 24-hour room service. Mm-hmm. But Elvis Aaron Presley needed 24-hour room service. So nothing in the hotel said there was room service overnight, said it stopped at 11. But for this night, for Elvis Aaron Presley, there was room service. Now you can relate to this. Mm-hmm. When you guys sure. played uh, was Australia, yeah. nothing was open. You nothing was open. It was hard to eat. It was terrible. Yeah. So Elvis Aaron Presley wanted room service open, or somebody wanted it for Elvis. You often find out when you hear that, Somebody is unreasonable yeah. and are demanding. Usually means someone is demanding for them. Yeah, yeah. I remember so, one time I was running on an event 
and the manager of, of one of the talent performing the event was like, could really use some cocaine. And I was like, oh, that's not, I'm not uh, normally an event running person, so I know I'm not a, <laughs> not, I, I understand that need and show business is show business, but I just don't, boy, do I not, do, I just don't know where to get it. I just can't help you. It's when, when Donald Trump said in one of his speeches, this made me laugh so much yeah. and there's no reason for it. Donald Trump said, it's easier to get fentanyl in this country than it is to get groceries. And Lawrence O'Donnell played the clip, and then LOD came on afterwards and said, I know where to get groceries. I don't know where to get fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote to him and said, I love the line, I know where to get groceries. It makes me laugh so much. And then LOD said, I have to fess up. He doesn't know where I kind of don't. <laughs> I just know the bodega down the street where I can go to the salad bar. But for proper groceries, I don't really know. So, so, so Donald Trump is lying and so is L.O.D. Because the truth of the matter is yeah. neither one of them yeah. know how to get groceries. Uh, right. Exactly. Exactly. To put a button on my story is that I, I was friends with the talent. Yeah. So I went up to them later on. I said, I'm so sorry. I mean, your manager asked me and I was like, and I have no idea where to get Coke. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, your manager said that you needed cocaine. And he said, no. <laughs> and then he called me three days later. He goes, turns out my manager has a really bad cocaine problem. <laughs> and he is now fired. <laughs> so a, you, uh, you ratted him out. I didn't, I didn't know I was ratting him out. <laughs> I was trying to pretend like I'm also in show business. I can talk about things. Yeah. I was trying to play cool. I was, but I, yeah. Now, do you know where to get groceries? I do know where to get groceries. But you don't know where to get cocaine? <laughs> no, I still don't know where to get cocaine. Do you know cocaine. where to get the fentanyl? Fentanyl, yeah. Night and day. No okay. problem. <laughs> I, Which aisle is it at the grocery store? <laughs> it's right next to all the spaghetti sauces. By the way, I don't know where to get groceries, really. <laughs> I know you don't. I'm not good at it. No, no. So, Louis Black. Yeah. I'm sitting here. Oh, I didn't finish the Elvis Harris Presley story. Right. So, this guy. Mm -hmm. The guy is sitting in the kitchen yeah. of a hotel. Yeah. Okay? And he has been told when Elvis calls down for room service, that's the only phone that'll ring. Yeah. You answer it. Take Elvis Aaron Presley's room service order, prepare it, and deliver it to Elvis. Wow. That's his job for the night. That's a cool job. And he is sitting, and he has presumably things around him. Yeah. Maybe he wants Mediterranean. Maybe he's going to ask for Italian. <laughs> well, this is he in the 70s. Want a burger. There was no Mediterranean in the 70s. <laughs> you know that. No hummus. No, there was no hummus. No hummus. Plate. But there was hamburgers. Hamburgers. And french fries. An omelet. He's got his fryolator. Yeah. He's got his eggs. He's got his stuff. He's got everything set up. Mm -hmm. And at 5 a.m., the phone rings. This guy's already eaten like so many of his own pancakes. <laughs> he's already, already test-run so many meals. He's carb-loaded. He's totally full. <laughs> if he wants spaghetti, I want to practice making that. <laughs> and Elvis says, how you doing? Uh, I, I, I lost some up here. That's my Elvis. It? It's okay. It's pretty good. It's okay. And uh, he says, yes, yes, sir. He goes, uh, need a pack of Marlboro Reds and some black coffee. That's his room service order. 
So he was constipated. <laughs> Five a.m. He was like, oh, "Damn it!" Let's sit on the toilet for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> give me a pack of Marlboro Reds and some cigarettes and some something with fiber. Yeah, like coffee. Give me bran. Get me bran cereal <laughs> yeah. up there. Well, he died on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so somebody, so, somebody didn't get that order to him. So I was sitting there with my decaffeinated coffee. Yeah, and my, not my Marlboro Reds. Yeah, but my uh, Marlboro Reds originally, uh, you know, created. As a cigarette for women. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. No, the, all the packaging, the name, everything was all test marketed for women and then failed. And then cowboys were like, move over, ladies. Yeah, exactly. These are the cigs for us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, How bad must have Elvis's people been that everyone knows he died on a toilet? Yeah. I got a feeling like if, if I died on a toilet, yeah. Glenn would say he was running the marathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He fell on this, it was off this 10 speed. And yeah. then, then the 10 speed is now being auctioned for AFAN. <laughs> That's exactly what we're <laughs> So I was sitting there. Lewis Black came over. Yeah. And Lewis Black, uh, he's a little nervous fella. <laughs> uh, he says to me, hey, 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 Penn, how you doing? And I said, uh, doing great, Lewis, how you doing? And he said, um, Last night, I, I'm not going to do a Lewis Black impersonation. Last night, I saw you uh, sitting with uh, Jason Alexander. And he said, I was sitting in the restaurant too. And I, I looked over and I said, uh, Jason Alexander and Benjamin talking together. I, I don't have the star power to talk to the two of them together. <laughs> I can't even go over and interrupt one of them and talk to him. I have to stay over here in this section. And then this morning I see you alone and I say, I can do that. <laughs> so he comes over. And by the way, he's not incorrect, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't think there's any star power that I add. I think it's just Jason Alexander. Well, what I mean to say is that, like, you know, uh, he couldn't have invited himself over to yeah. the conversation. Right. You, actually, actually, you guys actually had to talk about something. Yeah, yeah. So if it was more casual and you saw him, I'm sure you would have waved him over. I would have waved Charlie Manson. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> maybe Jason maybe would have waved him over. That's the only hypothetical. <laughs> we know your wave. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Lewis. <laughs> hey, Steven. Yeah. Don't sit down, Steven Tyler. So uh, he comes over. We talk a little bit about politics. Yeah. Lewis Black and I are talking politics. And uh, I'm telling him, you know, I don't do much of the pundit shit anymore because I don't want to talk. Does about he it. follow the news? <laughs> <laughs> and we're chatting, and I said, "Would you like to sit down?" And he said, "Oh no, no I, I I gotta go." And I said, "Well, you touched the back of the chair that's sitting across from me. Yeah, you touched the back of the chair, which I want you to know socially signals. Do I have permission to sit down? Yeah." And he said, I didn't mean to signal. And I said, well, don't touch the fucking chair then. Because <laughs> you touched the back of that chair. I'll ask you to sit down. And then you say no. And he said, well, no, I just wanted to reject you asking me to sit down. <laughs> so I touched the chair to symbolize that I wanted you to ask me to sit down. And I was hoping you wouldn't notice that I started this. <laughs> I said, well, I did. You asked to sit down. I said, okay, then you said, no, that's what happened. <laughs> he said he was working on the Kurt Vonnegut archives. Oh, wow. With the library associations and stuff. 
And he said he was also involved in the fight for banned books. And I said to him, uh, I don't understand why they're fighting, why either side is fighting over school libraries. And he right. kind of looked at me quizzically. Yeah. And I said, I don't care what side you're on, Lewis, although I can guess what side you're on. But I don't care at all. You're arguing about whether in a school library they can have a book that mentions two girls kissing. That's what you're arguing about. And every single student in that school has a device in their pocket where they have watched double anal fisting that day. <laughs> and meanwhile, you and your the other side are arguing about angels dancing on the head of a pin, and they have got in their pocket double anal fisting while you're talking about, oh, they should see girls kissing here about that. Oh, they and Lewis Black said, that's going to my act. <laughs> you just wrote for me. <laughs> he said, that, that's going right in. Yeah. That'll just go right in. It's almost written in his voice. <laughs> you kind of did right for him. He said, yeah, that's going in. Yeah. I said, you're still not going to sit out. <laughs> he hovered there oh. for 15 minutes. Mm, you got to sit down then. Yeah. If you touch the back of the chair. Touch the back of the chair. If you don't, you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. I never noticed that social thing before. Yeah. But as soon as he did it, I knew it. I'm sitting at a little table, you know, yeah. little table at the, at the, at the, at the, the lobby you know, area. No, the Sunset Marquee uh, Cafe. restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Restaurant. I'm right near the front. And he, I have a chair, it's pulled in right up to the table because it's not being used. Right. My luggage is behind it. Yeah. Right? And he touches the back of the chair. So I'm going to go, yeah, please sit down. He pulls the chair out, then he sits down, then we talk like human beings. But no, he hovers for the whole time. Yeah. I'm just telling you that. So if you see Lewis Black and you're laughing helplessly with mirth <laughs> about the library hunk. Is this the NDA you're buying? <laughs> Did Lewis quickly hand you paperwork? That's going to be acting. Please sign this. <laughs> no, the NDA I'm going to violate is that. Oh, I'll get to that later. <laughs> but I was on my way somewhere yeah. when I brought up the Sunset Marquee and Lewis Black. I don't know where I was on my way to, but. You got amped up to talk about the Super Bowl at the beginning. That oh, I did. You. I did get amped up to talk about the Super Bowl. Okay, let's talk about baseball. Is that what the Super Bowl is? Uh, no, no. <laughs> there was a scandal where one baseball team threw a game. Is that right? Oh, way back in the day you're talking about? Way back. You're talking about the Black Sox scandal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. They threw the World Series because of uh, mafia bets. Uh-huh. And then they were found out and all of them were thrown out of. Still alive. Tread carefully. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Mafia is still alive. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the big story in Field of Dreams is that Ty Cobb is wrapped up in the Black Sox scandal. But then if you look at the way he played baseball, his batting average was up. He was stealing bases. He was definitely trying to win. So he, he, he maybe was unfairly uh, caught up in the Black Sox scandal, but no one cared because everyone thought he was a dickhead. Huh. Because he was also, I, I thought that Field of Dreams was about making a shitty movie. Yeah, no, I mean, that's most people's dream. 
most people's dream. Oh, that was actually, I was listening to an interview with Larry David and he talks about that movie. And he goes, one of the greatest space movies of all time, but the end. And like, what's wrong with the end? My Larry David is as good as your Elvis. Um, My Elvis is very good. Yeah. I have a Marlboro <laughs> Reds. At the end, there are cars lined up for miles. That's the closing shot. Is that if you build it, they will come and they do. It's a bunch of people online to watch ghosts play baseball. <laughs> That's the happy ending. Charging tickets so people can watch ghosts. <laughs> That's what we're supposed to feel good I about. I got to tell you, if ghosts were playing baseball, You'd go see I'd it. go to a baseball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you that. I'm telling you right that, Larry David. Yeah. Tell you right there. You know, we're, we're busy trying to, you know, you know, do all these ABBA hologram shows. We yeah. should be creating this game. Yeah, but I mean, a real ghost playing real baseball. Yeah. Actually, real ghosts doing kind of anything. Yeah, really, making eggs. I don't <laughs> better, yeah, yeah. go for it. Giving Marlboro rents. <laughs> Black You coffee. smoke all you want, you're a ghost. Yeah. Help yourself. Sure. You're not going to get ghost lung cancer. I, yeah, I don't, ghost cancer, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Alice would look really cool to see a ghost smoke. <laughs> yeah, because you watch the smoke go all the way in and out. And then, but then it also kind of just goes, hey, well, you don't know. Are ghosts gas permeable? <laughs> If contact lenses can be gas permeable, god damn it, so can ghosts. Let's talk about Masterclass. Masterclass, you've been listening to the Salman Rushdie yes. uh, lesson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Boy. Uh, he talks, a, talks about how like uh, you, you can, you, you'll do like a lot of false starts that like you really, you really do need like to nail that first sentence you're trying to write. There's sometimes you go to write it and as soon as you write that first sentence, you know it's not it. Mm-hmm. Good. Leave it alone. It's not, that's not the sentence. Move on. Try don't keep cracking at it. Like go for that first sentence you really want, and usually once you nail that first sentence, then everything else comes pouring out. Do you find that to be the case with your writing? He keeps he says keep working on the first sentence. No, he says throw it away and just work on another one and work on another one. It may take you like thirteen, fourteen attempts before you crack the first. The thing. way I write, yeah, is I sit down. I only get a half an hour a day to write. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all I get. Mm-hmm. Other people are writing eight hours a day. Right. I write a half hour a day by timer. Yeah, half hour every day. And I start my my writing. Yeah. And I go without checking anything until I don't know what the next sentence is. Mm. Then I go back to the top and I edit that. I fix everything along the way, get a running start, and go until I hit another block. Then I go back to the top again. Oh, wow. So in my books, and you can notice this, it's plainly clear mm-hmm. and in the articles i write really clear mm-hmm. it's very clear that the first sentence is the best crafted <laughs> and by the end it's the first draft that's your samurai sword at the top yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's the way i work yeah yeah because yeah. i was noticing actually you and teller the way you work is the way he was describing writing you guys like one of the reasons why you're you guys can create 21 tricks Actually, 42 tricks in a one-year span yeah, is by having way more than 42 ideas for tricks. Uh-huh. And then you guys very quickly toss out your premises and the other one goes, mm, no, no, no. <laughs> and it's gone for a little while. Yeah. And then you move on to other stuff and all of a sudden you go like, hey, I was thinking about this and what about? And you, then one of you goes, maybe. But you have an instant, like by you two being partners, you have an instant kind of editing mechanism that happens on and your- you also see the joy. Yeah. When one of my ideas has been thrown out 15 times <laughs> in different forms. Yeah. And Teller comes back and goes, I get an idea for the die box. Yes. The joy. <laughs> that was a, that, that was an unbelievable moment. <laughs> you literally looked at him like he was like, there is Santa Claus, Pam. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he knows you've been very good. Yeah, I was very good. <laughs> you were over the moon. So, Salman Rushdie. Yeah. Teaching you to write. Yes. And you find that, that's the thing about the the the, uh, the master classes. Yeah, I'm never going to write a book. I, I mean, not, not a fiction book. Never. But I love it so much just because I just love hearing about craftsmen talk about the creative process. And most of the time, it's, which it, it is that you, th- like you said back in the day, you thought the Beatles just always made masterpieces and it was so mm-hmm. weird to hear rehearsals. Yeah. It's so great to hear how much great writers cut themselves some slack yeah. and be like, oh, don't worry about that. Don't, don't do this. Who cares about that? Just keep trying. But just having, and this is, th- this, this applies to every single master class. Yeah. Every single class, everyone having someone who knows how to do something, talk about it is so enlightening. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You learn so much uh, on anything. You know, and it it is all transferable in one way or another. Yeah. yeah. One thing you talked about was mirroring. You have something small happening in, in the story, and then something else happening, and they mm-hmm. kind of mirror each other. But if they exactly mirror each other, it feels fake. But if it's if it's done well, it can do something really great. And then I was reading Joseph Anton, where he writes about his own life in third person, mm-hmm. and he talks about waiting for his child at school, and the blackbirds showing up on the gateway of the mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. and the first you don't notice the first blackbird. And then all of a sudden there's two, three, four, five on the same day that he's experiencing the fatwa for the first time. And you're watching like all the press show up in every location that he's at and all the people talking about them or whatever. And the chapter ends with this beautiful parallel of the blackbird showing up at his kid's school and the press coming to him. Uh, Ready Rich is imitating my arm movements and it's distracting. You said mirroring. <laughs> he, see, I didn't start it. He's a crazy person. He's a crazy person. Anyway. Beautiful. Anyway, beautiful writing. And it was beautiful awesome. writing and a way to learn it. And they offer over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want a master class uh, to negotiate with uh, negotiation with Chris Voss, uh, Mar- uh, Martha Stewart yeah. on how to run stuff, these are really good. I always bring up Steve Martin because I yes. can't believe they got Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's just uh, genius. So right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash pen. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash pen. Masterclass.com slash pen. It's a really good thing. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
and all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So they are saying, uh, crazy people, yes, uh, really crazy people, are saying that there is a conspiracy, <laughs> right? Yes. For Taylor Swift mm-hmm. banging this foot. First of all, you don't have, I mean, I have met some women yeah. in my life. Yeah. I've met one or two, mm-hmm. and I've talked frankly with some women in my life. Mm-hmm. I have not met Taylor Swift, I don't think, ever. Yeah. Okay. I'd waved her, Sunset yeah. Marquee. How you doing? Come oh, over. Hey, sit down here with me and Roger. I'm not even such a chair pen. Please, let's okay, not, you're not let's touching not play this game. Don't sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you, you. Your hands are behind your back, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't think you would have to bribe them to be banged by a football player. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't think so. Yeah. And he's an attractive football player. Sure. Yeah. 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 And if you feel like it's uh, her, like, you know, slumming up or whatever, who's the guy? Name the guy that doesn't seem like they're slumming it up, for, Taylor Swift is slumming it up for. Right. And also, how do you pay Taylor Swift to do that? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. really hard. Yeah. I mean, listen, Taylor, why don't you go out with this guy? We're going to pay you $20,000. Oh, you mean the budget I have at my shows yeah. for Diet Coke backstage? That's how much you're going to pay me? Yeah. I mean, where uh, you have to. I mean, that is the problem with with gambling, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to be able to win enough to say to change your life. Right. So when I was 18... Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be 21, but I was 18. Mm-hmm. I hitchhiked through Las Vegas. Yeah. I could put a dollar in a slot machine and I could have won enough to change my life. Yeah. At least for the next two weeks. Yeah. You know, I could have. Yeah. I could have. Uh, now there's not an amount I can win with an amount I would gamble that would actually change my life. Yeah. It's hard to say that there's an amount of money that could change my life. Yeah. Taylor Swift is three orders of magnitude more money than me. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. About that. Four. How much do you pay her to do something? I mean, if she has a $900 million walking around money. Right. And remember, her money's not tied up. No, no. Like these assholes. And I'm referring to Donald Trump. Yeah. Who claim to have money, but oh, my apartment building's worth $17 billion. Yeah. Okay, dickhead. Right. I believe Taylor Swift has her money in cash. Yeah. She's <laughs> liquid. She's very liquid. Yeah, yeah. And she doesn't have like a kernel in her life either. Right. Right? There's not- uh, No, she doesn't have someone yeah. demanding cocaine for her. No, no, no. No. So Taylor Swift, it's not like Taylor Swift sits around and goes, boy, if I had the money, I would- No. And you, she might like the most popular sport in America. Like, right. she's not even unusual for like many people like the sport of football and watch it on Sundays. Right. Yeah. And she also might have gotten into it after she met somebody she found charming. Right. I mean, football players are often wicked smart. Right. Right. It's, it's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're physically, uh, to many people, attractive. Tough, in shape. 
tough in shape, yeah, and also have a certain kind of mindset to be able to accomplish things. Right. Right. Like if if she asks him for some sexual favor, right. chances are he'll work on it. <laughs> right? Yeah. If he can run, whatever they do, they run through tires Rills carrying and, chickens. Yeah, yeah. What, what do they do? They run through tires? What do they do? Uh, they, I don't know. They, they, they have tires. They, they run through have, tires. They have to hold the chicken or yeah, something. There's cones. Sleds. Yeah. yeah. They do all that hard I, you stuff. You keep bringing the chicken. I've never seen a chicken at a football rehearsal. Rehearsal. You heard me. <laughs> okay. Well, they, there's no chickens they run with? Uh, no, Rocky chased the chicken, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, athletics have evolved since then. Okay. But there's still tires. Yes. Yeah, because I see them running through tires and I go, oh, I wouldn't want to do that. Helps the high knees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want high knees. Boy, yeah. do I not like high knees. When I have to do high knee running... In like Fitness Plus or something yeah, at yeah. Apple. I don't enjoy it. No. My, my legs don't want to go up that high. No. Actually, my ass wants to sit in a chair. That's what really. Uh, another. But he'll do that. Yeah. If you're going to run through. Let me make this very clear. Yeah. If you are willing to run through tires, carry a chicken or not. Yeah. Run through tires for a long time. Yeah. At your rehearsals. Yes. There's probably not something that Taylor Swift can ask you to do sexually. Yeah. That's beyond the pale. Yeah. There's nothing I wouldn't rather do sexually with Taylor Swift than run through tires. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Right. That's all. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Not an extraordinary claim. Yeah. Okay. So we have to say Taylor Swift really cares about this guy. Right. I think we have to. I think so. There's no way to bribe her. No way to bribe her. Now- I would say LOD was talking to me about this and said throwing the Super Bowl is the hardest conspiracy theory, harder than faking the moon landing. So, so I was going to say harder than any other sport to throw. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But there was a scandal in baseball where a World Series, yes. which the World Series is often called the Super Bowl of baseball. Right. Sure. <laughs> Never has been called that. No, I mean, you know, one's before the other. I mean, World Series is older than the Super okay. Bowl. Okay. But, uh, but that level, that's, World that's Series, parallel. World, series of, uh, world yeah. series of Baseball is the World Series of Baseball. Yeah. And they did get someone to throw that, right? Yes, a very long time ago. Yes. How did they do that? Because uh, these are people who wanted to win the, the World Series. You, uh, you know, you can strike out more easily. And no, 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 no. I don't mean them. Oh, I mean at a different level. How do you sit down with someone who spend their life in sports mm. and who really cares about winning and say, "Don't win"? Is it I'm going to kill your children? It might be on that level. Yeah. Okay. Or do they have gambling debts that they? I don't know enough about the Black Sox. I don't know the. Well, the, you're supposed. To. What I the know. fuck are you here for? I know. I, I'll, I'll go. Ready? Thank you so much. <laughs> I think it's just a difference in the level of the economy of the sport at the time. Yeah, they weren't the millionaires they are today. Okay. Okay. Now, who is the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers? Brock Purdy. Now, Brock Purdy. I saw a picture of Brock Purdy. Yeah. In action. Yeah. Brock Purdy seems like the kind of guy who wants to win. He does. He probably has wanted to win his whole life. That part's true. Yeah. What do you have to give to Brock Purdy? Oh, God. To get him to say, we want you to lose the Super Bowl 
so that Taylor Swift, who we've given 20 bucks to to blow a football player <laughs> on TV, who would rather run through tires than go out with her, how much, what do you have to do to Brock Purdy to say, don't win? Because he's the guy that's got to do it, right? I don't even think he has children. So I don't think he can even threaten his children. Yeah. I think he's 22 or 23 years old or something. And he has parents, presumably. Yeah. All right. So maybe we're taking down Mr. and Mrs. Purdy. <laughs> I mean, I, it just doesn't seem, I mean, I have met a few people, several people mm -hmm. in professional sports, and I wouldn't know where to start to get them to say, I'd like you to lose on purpose. Well, it's 11 on 11. So you really have to get a lot of people like the, the amount of coordination in each play is so crazy. And then, it, and then you have to then take that coordination to a level where we're going to not do it good, but not in a way that we can get caught. Right. And also not in a way that the coach will just yank you out of and the, the coach has to be in on it too. Cause he would just yank out the person who's sucking yeah. and put in someone who's not going to suck. Yeah. So, like, so the coach has to be in on coach it. Coach has to be in on it. And the quarterback has to be in on yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can't do without the quarterback. No. Because the quarterback would notice, hey, Joe isn't playing up yeah. to snuff. Yeah. So he has to be in on it. Right. And the, and the coach has to be in on it. Yeah. Seems really hard. Yeah. And they're postulating that that's happening. It's and we couldn't even get, we can't get. Taylor Swift to do anything Taylor Swift doesn't want to do. No. And the other flaw in the plan. Also, Taylor Swift doesn't have flaws. <laughs> right? Right. I mean, no big flaws. No. It's not like we're trying to get Janis Joplin to do something. This is Taylor <laughs> Swift. Right. Who has been uh, a clear-eyed, hardworking professional for 20 years? Yeah. Who actually... Evidence shows that she studied the downfall of bands and artists and wanted to make sure she didn't do the same things. Yeah. So she's probably not doing fentanyl. No. Probably not an alcoholic. Yeah. Right? Uh, doesn't seem to have any problems with men that she cannot turn into hard, cold cash. Maybe it's, it's like, a, a, like a cereal or a soup she likes and someone's <laughs> offering that for life, you know? Cocoa Puffs for life, Taylor. You like Popeye's fried chicken? Because you could go with any Popeye's yeah. fried chicken and they'll give you anything you want. Car blanche. Oh, by the way, I already have that. <laughs> Taylor Swift's here. Pull out some fried chicken for her. Yeah. The best. Get her get her some Marlboro Reds and some coffee. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Yeah. How hard is it for her to get Marlboro Reds and coffee at 5 a.m.? Yeah. And a uh, big problem with the conspiracy theories that the Kansas City Chiefs have been to three Super Bowls in the last five years. Right. They're good at football. <laughs> <laughs> Their quarterback, the best of our generation. It's also so great. That's how you get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> These crazy mega people have all-American, successful woman. Yeah. Clearly in love with a football player. Yeah. Hanging out with his parents. Yeah, and they're Football. mad that and they're mad that she curses. Oh, is that what it is? They they one one Fox News guy was like, "Whoa, that mouth with your boyfriend's parents? No, oh, thank you." Let's bring out Ted Nugent. 
and Kid Rock because we love them. Kid Rock, and, but they also say she should keep her politics, which she has, by the way. Yes, she said you know something about oh, women should have a right to decide what they want with their bodies. Yes, and she said go out and vote. What they're really afraid of is she'll say go vote. That's it. They don't even care about Biden. They'll see she'll say go vote. Well, that's that really is because it's what, unstoppable force, uh, movable object yeah. kind of thing. Like Fox News has been doing this for a long time. Uh-huh. Once once Barack Obama got celebrity friends to get the vote out, they've been always just making celebrities look bad on news programs as one of their tracks of news <laughs> for a very long time. They just go like, oh, the celebrity, can we make them look bad? Let's do it. I mean, if you want to make the Beatles look bad yeah. in 1969, yeah. piece of fucking cake. Yes. You know, Nixon had such a hard on for John Lennon. Right. Easy. No problem. Yeah. He drops acid. He's a heroin addict. Yeah. He's a dickhead. And a lot of times, he totally lacks talent. <laughs> we can really, really take him down. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Right? But Taylor Swift seems like a tough one. I know. Really does. Especially when they're like, oh, oh, you're going to take a private jet you know, from Tokyo to make it back to the Super Bowl in time? Yeah. Like, how much? How, uh, what, what does that do to the environment? And so people go like, oh, so you do care about the environment. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. We're saying if we bought. Okay. This has been talked about by other people more than it needs to be. Yeah. I just want to say, you see what I have on my wrist? Do you see what's on my wrist? You have a uh, uh, a bracelet. A bracelet for Tom Johnny Thompson. Yeah, I know the Johnny Thompson. And what one. is right there with the bracelet with Johnny Thompson? It says my eyes are bad. Right. It is a. It's a charm bracelet. Taylor Swift mm-hmm. friendship bracelet that says folklore on it. Ah. Her record that I like so much. Nice. Okay. So Fox News, I'm a Swifty. <laughs> okay. Donald Trump. Yeah. Said to the lawyer Kaplan. Mm-hmm. During a deposition. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. He did. Yeah. On purpose? More than on purpose. Because they're not meeting on Tuesday? More than on purpose. In a news time of remarkable stories. Yes. It's a remarkable story. Okay? Yeah. She goes to Merrill Argo, which is incidentally is worth $17 billion. Of course. And they're going to do a deposition. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're going to break for lunch, and his lawyer, whatever her name is, Hamas. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She says, we'll take a break for lunch, and we'll get you some sandwiches to the other team. Trump throws a sissy fit. We're not giving them our sandwiches. (laughs) Right? Goo goo gaga, baby, boom, boom. He says, what do you mean we're giving them lunch? So, and the amazing thing is that she brought a banana anyway (laughs) and didn't want his sandwiches, but she's still a little startled that the former president of the United States of America is saying petulantly, you should, and then he says, I told him to make bad sandwiches for you. He says it's a little bit of a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, see you next Tuesday spells cunt. Yeah. Which it doesn't. It spells sunt. <laughs> it spells siunt. Yeah. Because it's yes, S-Y. S-Y-N-T. Yeah. Siunt. That's what it spells. Right. But C-U, it's like if you see K. Yeah, yeah, If you see K, which is a joke done 
by uh, Britney Spears and by Shakespeare. Right. <laughs> two, two notable ones. Two of our greatest writers. Two people who have shaped our language more than any other. Shakespeare in Two Gentlemen of Verona. Oops, I've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> in all of Shakespeare, the word oops does not appear. When Julia so said, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you see Kay, mm-hmm. see you next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Now, Kaplan, the lawyer for the deposition, this was a different deposition. Right, but the prosecution side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the plaintiff. But she was on a different case then. It wasn't the, uh, the uh, E. Jean. Okay. It was the other case she did. She also did another case okay. against Trump. Kaplan did not know that see you next Tuesday, spelled siunt. Right. She didn't know that. Yeah. Siunt, which uh, I think is to her credit. Yeah. It means she's never been a 14-year-old boy. Right. Fine. Yeah. Right. 14-year-old boy. I think that the only people I've ever heard do see you next Tuesday are high school boys mm-hmm. and my mother-in-law, who does it all the time. See you next Tuesday whenever we leave. <laughs> I just think I've only seen it done jokingly. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Someone try to actually sneak in an insult of someone in a conversation. Well, sneaking in an insult to somebody, you would say, "I went to the principal." Yeah. You know, I went to Ms. 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 Johnson. Yeah, and when she she gave me detention, I said to her at the end, "See you next Tuesday." Yeah, yeah. There probably isn't a principal in the United States of America that is not very well aware of that. Yes. Right. Now, to, to Kaplan's great credit, she says afterwards, I think our next meeting is on Wednesday. <laughs> right? So, to her, she yeah. was called a siou. Siou. That's what she was. There's no toi. Sinwa. Yeah, yeah. That's what she was called. Mm-hmm. And she leaves and they tell her. And she says, takes them a long time to explain to her. Now, what I want is the person who explained it to her when they get out to the car. I, that's the thing. Like, is, is there two people there? Because then it's like, uh, you go. You, <laughs> you, 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 st- you start it. Or maybe it's the other way around. Yeah. Oh, ah, Cap, come here. Come here. Come here. <laughs> You know what the dipshit did? He knows it's Wednesday. <laughs> he knows you're not seeing it till Wednesday. I mean, you're saying no one wants to tell her. I believe by looking at her and seeing interviews with yeah. her, everybody wants to tell her. Don't you think? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're really dying to tell her. Because you're going back, like, Donald Trump called you a cunt. Yeah. Can, can you believe what a dipshit he is? I mean, your response was perfect, whether you knew it or not. That was the and she says, response. she says to them, I'm glad I didn't know, because I might have gotten mad. Yeah. And she also was hip enough to realize that if she had gotten mad, yeah. it's just not as groovy as what she did. Yes. Right. Okay. All of this story is the part that everybody's talking about, who gives a fuck? Who gives an if, if you see K? Who gives a fuck about that? What kills me? What destroys me, what makes me seethe is the fact that the lawyer says twice before he says that, we're off the record now. We're off the record now. 
because he turns to her and looks, and then she says that twice, which means Donald Trump, former president of the United States of America, said to his lawyer, I want you to get us off the record because I'm going to say to her, see you next Tuesday. That's so gross. It is so gross. It is so gross. Because if you did that as kind of a throwaway when she was leaving, it still is an immature. repulsive. Yeah, you're still- It a- is horrible. It is unforgivable. But if you've said, and I'm, I was going to say to your female lawyer, but that doesn't matter. Hmm. If you've said to any lawyer at all, I want to say to her an adolescent hidden way to call her a cunt. Make sure it's off the record. Ah! Oh, that really makes me feel so gross. <laughs> I make sure it's because it it brings in cowardice, which yeah. is already there. I think it was a woman writing in the Guardian from like serious paper, just said, which I love this sentence. You were president of the United States. If you want to call someone a cunt, just call them that. <laughs> Isn't that the whole argument? Yes, right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And you have to plan it? This is a guy who hasn't planned anything. Right. you got to plan it. And, like, that's your focus for today? Yeah. You're being deposed for a trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And yet, what's going to happen to him? He's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Unless our plan to get Taylor Swift to come out for Biden during the halftime of the Super Bowl when they're winning, <laughs> unless our plan for that, because I gave Taylor a call. Parachuting from her jet <laughs> from Tokyo. Come down the side that says, Biden, Biden. Biden. <laughs> <laughs> go, Braden. What, what was that? Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. But that would be, she would, she would have dark Brandon. Right. That would be the side that she was on. I see. She would have the sunglasses, Biden, dark uh, Brandon on it. I see. I see. <laughs> we don't even know. We don't even she know. She might be a Trump supporter now. <laughs> we, I we, mean, the chances of that seem almost zero. Yeah. But uh, At least we've gotten past the phase where we're putting stickers on gas station places. That We've gotten past that. That's good. Uh, yeah, we moved on. Yeah. Is, this is off the record. This is off the record. That's so gross. Oh, it's just, it's sickening. And I've got to tell you something. Like one of my responsibilities as a lawyer is to make sure I get him off the record before he calls someone else a cunt. That's part of, <laughs> we bill for that. That's, that's a line item that we submit on our invoice that we won't get paid for. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to get paid. You're going to get fired publicly yeah. and not get paid. That's, how good a lawyer can you get? I'm doing this for publicity because I'm not going to get paid. But someone else might hire me because I was Trump's lawyer, and I'll remind them. I was I was able to get Trump off the record before he called someone a cunt. That's how much I cross my T's and dot my I's <laughs> yeah, over cross here. Cross the final T in Tuesday. <laughs> That's how I dot my U's in Kunt to make it a noom loud. Yeah, and you would go. It's, it's just great. Because if you were ever going to hire her, you would say, did uh, did your clients say they wanted it off the record while they said, see you next Tuesday? Yeah. And you say, oh, yes, I did it. Get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here right now. You notice I'm saying the word fuck outright. Get the fuck out of my office. 
If you said to Dave Donnelly, yeah. attorney at law, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to say, this is off the record before I say, see you next Tuesday. What would Dave? I was going to say, next phone call. Like, Dad, how do you prep your client for when they can call someone a cunt? <laughs> but what would he say if you told him that? I mean, I believe he would be like, you cannot say that. <laughs> yeah, you're not you, going to do that. Don't, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. What are you, 15? You're not going to do that. Yeah. You're just not going to do that. And he's handled people going to like death row and shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like people who really have nothing to lose by calling someone a You're not going to do that. We have to have some respect for the world. Yeah. You're not going to do that. No way. Stop it. Stop no, it. No, no. And then I, I can't even start. I was telling LOD about this. One of the things, and I know it's not the worst, but one of the things that sets me off. One of the things that breaks my heart that's personal to me, and I'm sure a lot of people share this, but it's the thing that makes me, I, I, can't, I can't resolve my cognitive dissonance about human beings, is when someone says they believe in something strongly oh. and it is mandatory that this happen. Right. And I mean, Donald Trump has claimed 500,000 people a year are dying because of border crossings, right? Right. They give him what he wants, and then he says, we're going to stop it because we don't want Biden to get credit. Right. There's no part of me. I mean, we have all felt that. Sure. We have all felt I want this to happen. I don't want them to get credit. And it is basic morality that you rise above that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I don't even want to say it, but I'm going to say it. If you do feel that and you do act upon it, you need to deny it. <laughs> right. It's such a terrible thing. Yeah, yeah. You need to feel shame yeah. that you did that. You know, I have had, and this is, you know, as you said, Salman Rushdie that you learned from Masterclass. <laughs> it's the small things that mirrors the big things. And now he's going to yeah. stop making all my gestures. Um, <laughs> there have been times when I have had something I want in the show badly. Oh, yeah. And Teller pushes that idea. And I have tried to slow walk it so somehow I can get credit. And the better angels of my nature mm-hmm. take over, and I say that's better for the show, and I do it. And I feel sick that I didn't do that instantly. Ah, instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instantly. Right, right. The idea that I could say, never mind in front of the world, but I could say in front of you, I wanted this thing, but didn't want someone else to get credit for it. I have confessed many, many stupid and bad things I've done to you. Right. Not bad things I've done to you, which there also are those, but <laughs> confessing to you. Right. Um, I don't think I could look you in the eye and admit that on a small level. Right. Unless it was... Couched a huge amount of humor. Yeah. You know, self-deprecating humor, 
and I'd have to exaggerate it tremendously so I didn't have to realize the real transgression under it. Right, right, right. The idea- All those tactics would be better than what we've heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know all those tactics. Sure. And you use them. Yeah. You confess all the time and couch it enough yeah. that you can feel okay about it. But to say outright, which is what he has said, 500,000 people are going to die because I don't want him to get credit. It's also... Don't you want your own wins too, Senator people? Like, like why, why, what's so dumb is that we're only counting the wins and losses based on who's president. Yeah. But what actually gets things passed in an action is Congress. God damn it. If you're in government, you need to at least pretend that you care about the people you're governing. But I, I pretend. Yes. yes. At but, least. But the, the, the sports ballification of, of politics has worked because they're now saying that people don't even care what their side is even trying to say policy-wise. They just want to win. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like we're, we're, we're losing the plot on the functioning or ideals of government across the board anyway. Yeah, right. What, once they said anything Obama tries to get through, we're going we're gonna to veto. Yeah. We're not to veto. We're not going to pass. Get away. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to pass anything he, he wants through. No matter what. Once you say that. It's all over. And then and when and when you're Because what if he says I want to kill Obamacare? Yeah. We I, can't I, let him get credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's madness. It is madness. And it's the most important election we've ever had. So we gotta get ready for it. Yeah, gotta get ready for that. Because we have to really have our hearts broken with Trump wins. It's gonna happen, but I don't uh Well uh statistically our chances are about 10% uh, just doing the actuary tables mm -hmm. that either Biden or Trump die before November. Right. And we're not advocating that in any way, so please don't come after us or open our mail. Uh, you can open my mail because I don't get anything except PBS asking me for money. <laughs> <laughs> I have eliminated all. Oh, I think that uh, juggler uh, uh, Sean Blue sent me some pictures. Uh-oh. And I think that's it. That's all you get in my yeah, mail. Yeah, yeah, But, uh... They said the real mail goes to the long-suffering Laura. Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah. Long-suffering Laura gets the mail. Yeah, I don't, uh... Yeah. They're old, both of them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we know Trump's fitness. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's... I mean, Biden time. works on being fit. Trump doesn't. Right. And so, yeah. We'll uh, see, we'll see. But that 10% is high. That is high. That's really high. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's, I don't want to be, get lost in the political gamesmanship, but say, okay, so say Biden wins, right? Then you, then the next midterms, you actually Biden get more. Wins, right? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Was that mirroring or repetition? Both. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then the next election is just a fresh deck, right? Like it's very yeah. hard to, go more than eight years of a of a party in power yeah so then you you actually so i get worried either way <laughs> i just talked myself into being a total pessimist yeah because yeah. you're you're i believe we're damn close to fucked yeah yeah i think we are very close to belly up dead in the water floating yeah yeah i think we are just very close to that 
And uh, I guess what we are doing right now is fiddling while Rome burns, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing. Yeah. I want to make that phone call. I want to ma- I want to get Taylor Swift on the phone and say, here's who I want you to date. <laughs> <laughs> and here's what I can give you. Yeah. Here's, here's what you can make your life better with. Yeah. I want to get the call from my wife. I'm about to go to this important meeting. When do I call them a cunt? <laughs> I go, honey, make sure it's off the record. Yeah. Get someone to say it clearly twice. Have them say it clearly twice. Off the record. I said it I said off the record after. I don't think it worked. That was way too late on the off the record. How many times you say off the record? Twice? Yeah. Should have gone three. (laughs) Did you begrudge them lunch? Because that's important too. I mean, if this goes uh, 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 the other way, yeah, all of this stuff will will just be part of the horrible uh, pathos, yes, that comes with it. You know, yeah, that he 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 was able to say "see you next Tuesday" before his entire life crumbled. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because if what Trump believes, if you can use. That word, yeah, that, that he has beliefs. Yeah, what Trump believes is, I think, accurate. If he does not win the next election, yeah, nothing good happens again in his life. Right. Everything just doesn't just bite him in the ass; it chomps on his ass until he's in the grave. Does he not just become the immediate front runner for the next election? <laughs> Because it shouldn't have worked this time. <laughs> well, uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like he just becomes the guy. If I was, I'll take down Gavin Gruesome Newsome and his blah, blah, blahs or whatever. Does he have a nickname for? Uh, he will, I'm sure. Yeah, I just wanted. To oh yeah, yeah. I what I want to start is the rumor. Uh, I want to believe this. I, it's not true that the Tonight Show drummer Tommy Newsome, yeah. that that's his son. <laughs> Don't you want to believe that? That'd be great. Remember Tommy Newsom when yeah. Doc was out doing a date? Tommy, Tommy would take over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tommy Newsom. Wouldn't that be great if he was Gavin Newsom's dad? Yeah, let's just say that until someone corrects us. Oh, good idea. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, that was Ben Sunday School brought to you by Masterclass. You go to Masterclass, you got it like 15% off. It's a good thing. If you haven't got it, go get it. Masterclass.com. Slash pen. pen. Yeah. Where's the court? That was Ben Sunday School. That was Ben Sunday School. <laughs> cha cha cha. Nice. You become naked. No, we love you. Hey, Matt Donnelly, you got anybody to thank? I do. I want to thank the following people who support us over at patreon.com slash pen. Check out all the different rewards we offer on that website. And these people 
support us and we love them. Stephen Volcano, Jim the Magician who, you know what he wants to do. Scooped Mids, Paul McBride, Ben, Amy Super Spreader Smith, Franzi, Harry the Gorilla Magician, Don Dottie, Kevin Burke, David McLaughlin, Old Bear Greg, Charlie Sheets says trans rights, no shit Sherlock, and por favor on Puerto Rico. David Bricegirdle, Coach Rat Bastard, Wash Your Sister Sauce, Will Jason, David Wanna Finger Your Cunt Brenner. Did he ask, is that off the record? <laughs> uh, Tristan Connett, Mason Gooch, Sagebrush, Matthew Mishu, Luke Mellon, Jason Andrew Davidson, Peter B. Clark, Matt Williams, Soapy Fresh, Brad Sherlag, Mike Cavanaugh, Rafiki, Steve Feldman, Jonathan P., NewRuleFX.com, Eric M. Ryan, Krista Hatchaby Loop McKinney, Danny Insert Meta Joke Here Ruse, Little Mandar, Mike Fresh, That's Not Your Not Bored Don Knotts, Adam Stickney, Nathan Julian, Jeremy in Shanghai, Chris Harris, Petty Officer Scoop, Daniel Leanne Rhymes, No It Doesn't, <laughs> William Wangarine, David K., Shane Brevik, do I laugh every time at that one? It's, it's worth <laughs> laughing at every time. Blue Drinks Film says, Clear Your Cookies, Baby. Brandon Knapp and Nick Dingman. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Chad is still live because they had an argument. What's that? Between Buck Weaver and Shoeless Joe Jackson, but they're sure it's not Ty Cobb. Okay. <laughs> oh, in the movie, I believe it's Shoeless Joe Jackson. Shoeless Joe is the, and, and they're, uh, they're right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you for the corrections uh, in the chat. Are we off? You're a bunch of cunts. <laughs> that made it through. <laughs> Stream is down. <laughs> Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.